This is the Create Yourself Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Create Yourself Podcast. This podcast is about fitness, nutrition, mindset, business, and creating a life that you are proud of. Today, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my partner in crime, Robin to any Batman, the, uh, what are the closer, is that what it is? I'm the closer to your cleaner. The closer to the cleaner, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, uh, coach, director of operation extraordinaire, John Philiberry. What's up, man? Hey, quite the introduction there. Man, I, all kinds of stuff. Van always says we go right into it too soon. Everybody can hear me flipping through my notes right That's now. That's exactly what I was about to say. Guys, I'm prepared today. You have no idea. We're about to drop some straight knowledge on this podcast today. So, um... I actually want to touch on a little bit of a bugaboo that I have, something that, it, uh, man, it really bothers me. Um, I like to fancy uh, what I do, what my coaches do, what my staff, I like to fancy us as uh, good coaches, right? Not only good coaches, but great coaches. I really think that we are great at what we do, <clears throat> and I think we bring immense value to any and anybody who walks in these doors, you know, people that we coach remotely, uh, just literally anybody that we come in contact with, we are uh, we 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 go hard in the paint with trying to bring the value and trying to bring uh, just positivity to everybody and bring good information. Uh, so today I want to touch on just things that I find that are uh, across the board through coaches that I've had, coaches that have, you know, coached other clients that I've had. You name it, we want to dive into uh, just qualities to look for in a good coach. Um, it, it will ad lib on a whole bunch of different uh, topics related to that. Um, and then uh, we'll kind of go from there. Phil's here is going to offer, he, he offers a unique perspective. He's had a bunch of coaches, you know, through youth sports, uh, in CrossFit, weightlifting, you name it. So um, we're going to dive into what we find to be a quality coach. So I've had some coaches throughout my years that <clears throat> I go, I pay all this money for them, uh, you know, whether they're remote or whether in person, and they, uh, they let me down. Like they don't deliver on what I'm looking for. They don't give the value that they said they would, right? They they open-ended promises. Have you ever run into something like that before? Oh yeah, and then I mean, and then you feel there's especially with remote coaches, it's it's super easy and uh, how many times you feel that it's just not really personalized. They don't care how much are they uh, actually tending to you or am I just straight up a cookie from the cookie cutter? Right, right. And uh, and that's a, that's a that's a whole piece of the puzzle we're going to touch on today too. Um, so quality coaches are, there, there's a list of things to look for in a quality coach, right? Um, ultimately, even if they're missing some of these qualities, if they're doing what they say they're going to do and they're offering value to you and getting you results, they are a person that is worthwhile to work with. Um, I'm a, a, a favorite, I, I'm a huge fan of having a mentor or a coach in almost anything you do, just because I believe that uh, the same way I feel about books and podcasts and, 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 you know, information that you can find. I feel like coaches can help you time travel, especially if they have walked the walk, they've talked to the talk, they've done what you wanted to do. Um, you name it. I just feel like it's an, it's an opportunity to take somebody who's done what you wanted to do already. Um, and they can essentially help you to time travel to that point. And you don't have to go through all the troubleshooting to get there because they can lay out a, a roadmap for you. So, um, that's why I'm a firm believer in coaching. Well, and, and it falls into um, 
it falls into that area too where it's across your life right you're trying to fill yourself with positive people you're trying to fill yourself with people that make you a better version of yourself not that want to change you uh not that want you to be a different person but whether it's a relationship a friendship um, a mentor a coach uh i want um, that person to add value to my life to make me a better version of myself and make me want to be a better version of myself. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, let's talk about one uh, the, the first quality that I find to be something that you should look for um, in a good coach is: uh, do they offer you mentoring? Right? Are they are they open to helping you to be a better person in something, right? A mentor brings in, we've been playing around with this a lot, they bring in these outside eyes, right? They, they take an unbiased look from you, uh, of you from the outside, um, and they aim to direct you in the right direction, right? They offer, um, they offer mentoring to you. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, another thing that we look for in a good coach uh, is do they produce results, right? There's tons of people out there that have, you know, online training programs or, um, you know, they offer templates or, you know, they start fancying themselves. Lately, I see a lot really annoys me is like when you say they're a transformation coach. Like, what does that mean? Where are your results? What is your track record? What are these results that you these transformations that you're seeing? Because you see people that post this stuff and they don't offer up a picture. They don't offer up any, you know, messages from clients. Um, there's no, there's no validity to them saying that they're, uh, you know, a transformation coach or, you know, an online coach. And a lot of them do it because they just have, you know, huge followings because of how they look. And then they go and say, you know, uh, I can help you to lose X amount of weight, but they're not offering results, right? So when you're looking for a coach, you're looking for somebody that produces results and, um, they can uh, get, it's called social proof, right? Like they can prove socially through pictures, videos, testimonials, emails, text messages, you name it. Um, they can provide that they actually produce results or have produced results. Um, another quality that I look for in uh, a good coach is like, do I see myself being a, a friend to them? Like, can I, do I get along with them, right? Um, Phil, have you ever had a coach that you like, you didn't jive with, like you, you couldn't consider them a friend? Yeah, and and I don't I don't think that just restricted to a coach. I mean, uh, take a take a a boss for instance, right? Um, you can have a boss. Uh, it's a little different because you know a boss is I choose to work here is pretty much the only choice in that. But uh, you can't necessarily choose who your bosses are other than the job. Um, but you know that coach that boss can choose to be a mentor and a uh, a friend and still produce. Uh, amazing results and productivity out of their um, employees or uh, subordinates but uh, so the same thing goes with a coach right like uh, you can you can be this dictator that just tells someone what to do um, or you can you can get dig so much deeper and and, and it can be so much more and uh, back to your mentor statement you know like uh, uh, most most people that play organized sports right so a lot of people will experience that first in high school um, especially, uh, you know, back home and I just remember being, uh, so much more than my football coach, right? Um, you know, if you were, if you were disruptive or if you were, uh, a jerk in school, you know, like, um, it was very much like a, a father figure. Your, 
your teachers would almost be like, I'm going to talk to your coach today, you know, and, and, and for me, that goes back so much further when I was, you know, from, from starting with karate, uh, you know, like today's, I don't want to get too far into a different topic, but, yeah. uh, you know, in, in today's world, it's hard for those coaches to be, uh, discipline uh to discipline kids because of today's society so i won't go into that but um as far as that's concerned when i was a kid uh you know when i was doing karate it in reality looking back i think i think the taekwondo is less the the thing that i was actually getting from that and more of just being disciplined and learning some of those getting mentors right and getting Getting mentored absolutely uh guys we apologize i do have my tiny humans uh up here today it is uh thanksgiving eve and my kids are here causing a ruckus and uh i swear my three-year-old son has an inability like that dude cannot go a second without saying something like he can't <laughs> literally like he's literally harassing my wife right now about chipotle so we're going to potle now he calls it potle um yeah so uh another uh, kind of on that point i think mentoring coaching and friendship all parallels each other right. so if you can find a coach that does all those things to you then you know uh you're going in the right direction with that. Um, another thing that I believe that uh, uh, a good coach needs to have to be considered a good, a great coach, um, do they do they develop you personally? And that also goes with um, mentoring. So I, I have this thing that I always talk about called uh, the uh, pillars of fitness success, right? Um, at the base of that pyramid is going to be your mindset piece. So when I think about a person being developed personally, that is like, um, especially in a fitness coach, like, uh, how often do you find, like, we're not, I'm not just changing your body. I have to change your mind too. Your, your, your mind being, uh, a, we'll say, we'll say healthy, but that encompasses anything, but like your mind being healthy and positive and, uh, you, your mind being in line with like the change that you're trying to make, like that's a huge piece. And I think that it's a, it's a good, a great coach's job to also develop you on that personal level. Uh, so that that can uh, work in, in what's the word I'm looking for? Can work in line with the uh, the fitness and the nutrition side of it. Right, and it's almost, in my opinion, almost more important. And in some cases, it's it's got to be priority, right? Um, because the second you can get the mind in line uh, with the the body, nutrition, uh, then you know goals aren't even a question. You know, of if it's only a win, right? Um, how many people you get in here that? You know, trying to break down, um, you know, they want to do heavy, so you want them to go light so they can learn uh, mechanics. But even before that, it's like you have to mentally, they have to accept that baby steps are the process in which uh, develop you as the athlete. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, being a, a coach being able to develop you on a personal level and to help you with the, the mental component is huge. Um, but we also got to make sure that when we're looking for a great coach or a good quality coach is that, um, that you need to have somebody with a good knowledge base, right? Um, long gone are the days to where, uh, you know, especially for us in the, in, the, in the CrossFit space, like you can't just go get your level one and you're ready to coach. Like there are so many other things that I didn't learn uh, before I first started coaching my first client, you know, freaking shoot, man, like 10 years ago now. But um and that is like, what is their knowledge base like? Like, I think a good coach nowadays needs to not just know uh, how to give fitness prescription or good uh, exercise programs and uh, recovery protocols, but um, uh, 
they need to have all of it. Like, you need to be good in nutrition. You need to, know, to understand uh, how the body moves. You need to understand recovery. You need to understand the mental component. Like, all these things need to go together. Um, so I think it's important, like, check the knowledge base of the, the coaches that you're searching out. Uh, can they offer you nutrition help um, along with workout program help? Because, you know, especially if you go get a, a, guy, to, a guy or girl to program for you for your, your workouts – and then um, they don't know nutrition, well, then you're going to have to get another coach because um, you're going to have to make sure that your nutrition component is part of your new fitness program. And then you got to make sure that those coaches even talk because they probably are not going to talk. So, uh, tangent. So, making sure that when you're, uh, when you're looking for, you're in the market for a coach, does that coach know nutrition? Do they know exercising? Or do they know uh, how to build workout programs? Do they understand recovery? Do they understand mobility? Like there's so many different pieces that they, that they need to know. Um, cause if not all, because all of those pieces are, uh, part of the puzzle, you'll have to go get a different coach in each, each one of those different modalities. So, um, check out the knowledge base on the coaches that you're looking for. And then, um, but on that, on that same note, um, you have to understand the difference between, um, a certificate, uh, between, you know, you, we, for lack of a better term, street knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to know the difference. And ultimately, it's does that person's explanation make sense to you? Does um, the things that they're telling you, are they effective, right? Um, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there with all the certifications in the world that can't um, get a person to eat right. <laughs> yeah. or, I mean, I don't want to say it like that because, I mean, it's not their job to make the person eat right. Uh, but the information that they give could be misleading or in the wrong direction. So you have to you have to play that card yeah. carefully as well. And, and, a, and a certification is not necessarily the answer to they have knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another piece of the puzzle in finding a great coach, um, and, and this is uh, and there I guess there's going to be um, like a what's the word I'm looking for like. Um, there's going to be conflicting opinions on this. Uh, I personally, when I'm looking for, like, if I want to gain muscle, right, I'm going to go find a coach uh, that has gained muscle before, that they understand it, right? If I'm going to go lose weight, has that coach ever lost weight before? Have they done what uh, I'm trying to do, right? And we touched on this in the beginning, like, go find a coach who's been there, done that. But um, my big piece, and this is probably one of the, the biggest parts of it, is, like, does this coach lead by example? Have they been where I've been, like, how can they relate to me? Like, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a six foot five, 230 pound guy that has struggled my entire life, my entire life with putting on muscle. Right. And, and, and for a time on top of that, I was overweight. So has that person been there? If they've been in shape and fit their whole life, how am I going to relate to them? Right. So, and to, and to clarify that you're not talking, um, you know, use our two body types, for example, yeah. right. You're not talking about uh, you know, feel touches of our bone and get stronger. Right. Because uh, you're not saying just someone that has muscle, but yet let's, I want to get another hard gainer that has gone through the struggle that I'm going through and has figured out how to make their uh, body type, AKA your body type, um, to su- successful, right? Right. Um, versus someone who, uh, you know, looks at a barbell, gets stronger, more muscle, uh, that guy is not going to give me information that's going to help me. He's going to just wonder why I'm not gaining muscle. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and that goes into another point. I don't know if you have it on your list there. Um, but 
even that language when when coaches talk to their um, their athletes you have to be able to to speak in their language but you also have to remember i always say the hardest things to coach are the things that came natural i actually was talking about it today the hardest things to coach are the things that come natural to you the things that you had to to grind out and and put in time effort and blood sweat tears those things i can break down because i can i can remember the struggle i went through so i can talk you through your struggle and like cody likes to say i can make you time travel uh even if it's just you know a, a day faster that's a uh, it's that's helped tremendously you know what i mean I think the biggest part of that, like the person's done what I've done, is, uh, and you, and you, I mean, essentially went around the outside of this, is like, they can, they can relate that information to me in a way that I can understand, right? They can, they can like, look, man, I've been there. I know exactly how you're feeling. And I believe you, like, because I, like, you're right, you have been there. Like, that's why we can have this conversation. I respect that already. Um, now, on the flip side, somebody would argue that, like, uh, like, for instance, can a person coach muscle-ups if they've never done muscle-ups before? Can a person coach squat, bench, deadlift if they've never done it at a competitive level? Uh, some would argue they could, but I'm going to tell you that across coaching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, that person um, has to, at a certain degree, done what I'm trying to do so that I'll respect them. And that's that's not for every sport like Bill Belichick for the you know New England Patriots that dude's not going out making tackles and and throwing touchdowns and stuff like that or running you know putting blocks up or anything like that but um but so there's a thin line right right. there's a thin line because yes he can make those things happen but he also has specialty coaches which are going to do the things that he may not have done. And, you know, most of those specialty coaches, in some manner, every position on a football team probably has a position coach that is either retired, uh, has been there, maybe they got injured, whatever. They've gone through a process of learning that position both physically and mentally. And there is coaches that can – so, for instance, like I have tips that I can do to people to help them get a ring muscle up. Uh, But it's it's almost like a reverbage. It's things that I've heard – people that have done muscle ups uh like cody i've it's things that i i can regurgitate um to an extent of uh knowledge but it's because i've I've stood by your side for years and heard you and seen you get people their muscle ups so there are there is value to that but it's not the same and i and i'll tell the athlete this to their face is i don't know there's going to be things that i can't give you because i haven't had to i haven't overcome those myself so in some so it's safe to say in some sports and some, you know, some line of coaching, some coaches can get away with not doing what you have done before. But I'll tell you in the, in the, in the fitness realm, it is hard for me to, one, coach something that I've never done before and also to give somebody, um, to get somebody on board with what I'm trying to tell them if I didn't show them in some way, shape or form that I have done that or I've been there. Like, look, look, guys, I've been... 285 pounds, uh, zit-faced, overweight, introvert, scared of everything. Like, I've been there. So when I tell you I've done that or, or I've, I've been there and I'm telling you you can overcome something, it's because I've done it already. Um, not that I've got the whole thing figured out, but uh, I've gotten past the overweight uh, person that I was at one time and I've overcome that. 
uh, I have put on some muscle since I started this thing and I've gained some strength. So, uh, I have walked a lot of those uh, paths already, and uh, I feel I've done a lot of things that didn't work well, and I've done some things that have worked well, um, and I've kind of found my direction. So, making sure that uh, your coach leads by example and has been there, done that, is something that helps. And another piece of that puzzle is, um, I think a good quality coach is going to give you an unbiased opinion, and they're not going to be scared to call you on your crap when you're. Uh, when you're not doing what needs to be done, agree or disagree? Um, I think it's important, and I think it's hard. Again, this goes back to, um, you know, and definitely more so with kids. Uh, but it's hard to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how to put this. Like people, when they're paying for something, want what they want out of it. But sometimes they get more, um, which can be positive and negative, and it really is your perspective on it. But if I have a coach and I uh, just want all these results and they start to mentor and, and, and dig deeper and go into that personality, emotional, uh, those, those sides of things. And, it, you know, at first, sometimes those things are offensive and sometimes I get defensive. Um, but then you go home sometimes and you're like, man, uh, he, all he did was call me out my shit. You know what I mean? And... Um, so it's hard in today's society because as a whole, I think society is less accepting to critical uh, information. Right. But once you kind of, you know, swallow your pride and, and realize that that person is there to help you, that person's there, you, you know, you, you actually might actually be paying them to call you on your stuff. Right. Um, so the sooner you accept that, the sooner uh, the, the rebuilding process. Right, right. So unbiased opinions are huge because, uh, and this goes in line with, if you haven't noticed, a lot of these things parallel each other and they all intersect. They're all pieces of uh, just qualities that, like even myself, like I have two coaches right now. I have one that does my programming and I have one that coaches me on business. And um, they are all of these things. And uh, one, both of them I found virtually. And then when I when I get on a phone call with them or... Like on uh, dating? Uh, yeah. Uh, I found them through, uh, coachesmeet.com. Um, <laughs> but when I, but they like, they deliver on all these pieces. Like, so I, I this, and this, this whole thought actually came from an Instagram post that I did a few months back. And, um, I was like, I feel like I need to voice and ad lib a little bit because there's, I mean, there's only so many characters you can put in a post, but, uh, each one of these little pieces of the puzzle has like, you know, four or five thoughts that can go with it. So, um, the next piece is like, does your coach, uh, the coach that you're looking for, do they listen to their athletes? Um, and do they care? Like, not just listen to like, oh yeah, I hear you. And then just like waiting for you to shut up so they can say something to you. But like, um, like active listening, like I'm listening to you, um, not thinking about my reply until you're done. And then I'm making a uh, compassionate, caring opinion on what you said to me and then giving you feedback based off of that. So like if your coach is never trying to hear what you got to say, um, and that's not the same as like, you know, somebody, one of my athletes like, Hey man, you're crazy. I'm not doing that workout. And I'm like, yes, you are. Like that's, that's different, but I'm talking more along the lines of like, uh, like I, I don't feel good today. I had a, a fight with my husband or wife. My kids are ter- been, been, uh, acting up. Uh, I slept terrible. My food's off. And then that coach is like, yeah, just do your workout anyway. But, so, like, he didn't listen. Like, so, he but, didn't care. Like, But on the same part, it's even more, like, those exact same ex- examples. Let's say 
let's say that you're you say let's do this workout and they're like oh you know i'm struggling because of these reasons right um that's important but it's also you're not gonna not every athlete's gonna just um they're not gonna know why they're struggling right so as you're talking to them as you're talking to them about their day um when you talk to them about their struggles and that's a cool thing about these especially one-on-one coaching and 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 you know specifically this group setting in this community we grow that you get personal with your with your athletes and they may express some of those uh some of that information to you and by listening you're able to say this is why their mind is somewhere else this is why they're struggling so they don't have to tell you they're struggling because of these reasons um, but because you listen you can correlate the two and understand the different effects that that might have on their performance or their ability to focus absolutely listening and caring is something that any even if you're a coach listening to this and like like I mean, and be honest with yourself. Like when you're when your athletes are talking to you, are you listening to them, and are you listening to them so that you can just reply to them really fast, or are you listening to them, giving it some caring, compassionate thought, and then answering back to them? It's something that needs to be uh, accounted for all the time. Um, and then the last couple of things that it, I I really believe are important is like, uh, does your coach believe in you? Do they? Uh, do they build you up? Do they push you? Like, are they doing all these things? Are they, um, are they holding up to their end of the bargain or are they just cutting you down all the time? Right. Those are all pieces that need to be in, uh, included in it too, just because, um, if you don't believe in your athlete, how can you expect them to believe in themselves? Right. Like if you look at a person, you're already like, you know, dropping a stereotype like, Oh, you know, they're like this person, they're not going to do it. They're going to quit in two weeks. Like if you're doing that already, you're not even giving them an opportunity. Like you're not even giving yourself an opportunity as a coach to push that athlete. Um, perspective, right? Perspective. Right. If you change that perspective to, um, even if you had, let's say you have that stereotype in your mind and you, but if you go with it now, let's say I take a person and I'm saying, Oh, they'll be here two weeks and they're gone. Well, then for the next two weeks, I'm going to overlook them. I'm going to walk by them. I'm going to pacify them. I'm going to give them enough to keep them there. Now, let's take that same thought and say uh, this person, you know, stereotypically looks like someone that may only be here for two weeks. Well, now I can take that as a challenge. How do I engage this person? How do I improve this person? How do I make them want to stay for, let's give it two and a half weeks, three weeks, four weeks, right? And then when you get four weeks, let's get five weeks. How do you challenge yourself to make that two weeks longer. How many times have we had people come into this gym and we like, uh, I don't know if they felt that intro. Like, I don't know if they felt like, um, like I couldn't get any emotion out of them. And then they've been here like two years, you yeah. know, like so many people have done that. Like, you're like, I didn't think that person even liked the gym. Like I couldn't get them to laugh. I couldn't get them to enjoy themselves. Like I felt like, uh, you know, sometimes you're telling somebody about like memberships at the gym and they like, I almost feel like they make me feel like I'm pushing them. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like being too salesy when really it's like, I'm just trying to offer you a solution to your problem. I'm trying to time travel you right now. Um, and then they end up staying for a year and it's because like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I feel like I didn't win them over, but I didn't shut them down. Like I believe in them. I'm like, Hey man, you're here. You're here. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's get over that hump. Let's get you to what you're trying to do. Like, you can do this. I think you can. And like you say that enough times and you reinforce that through action enough and, and verbally enough, that person's, that person's going to believe in themselves. Right. And, and, and again, perspective, right? If I believe I'm a salesman, 
trying to sell a membership, then I'm going to come off and I'm going to sound like I'm a salesman selling a membership. Yeah. If I'm uh, if I'm challenging myself to solve their problems and I'm not I'm not even thinking that I'm sitting here selling someone something, uh, then it, it, it doesn't even it, like it just goes overlooked by both parties. If I believe in the person, if I believe if I'm a salesman, then I'm a salesman. If I believe that I'm a person that can motivate, I'm a person that can um, solve your problems. I'm a person that can um, help you achieve your goals. Then that's what I am. I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. I mean, what did Lucas say when we talked to him? Like, um, like I'm not trying to sell. Like, it, like when we do our intros with people, like I'm not trying to sell you on a membership. I, whether you buy this membership or not, it doesn't hurt me. Um, what I am though is I'm offering you a solution to the problems that you told me you have, and then meeting you where that where where those two things meet. Like, you have a problem. I have your solution. Let's meet there. Like, I'm not selling you a membership. Like. Um, and we're on a tangent right now, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to give you a shortcut to the solution that you're, or I'm trying to give you a shortcut to your outcome that you're trying to do by giving you a solution, like a good, I a like good the word gym. shortcut. Cause yeah. in, in fitness, the word no, shortcut, sure. uh, but I do see what you're saying. I'm so I'm trying to build that, that highway, right? You're, uh, you want to be, so you know, and again, I don't want to go too far into a tangent, but oh, we're in it. Uh, we might as well ride it out. You know, people will pay uh, three hundred dollars a month for magic pills. You know what I mean? Um, but I, you know, CrossFit. Let's just. I'm just going to use a number one fifty, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you're paying one fifty a month. Uh, but it's. But you look at the the track record of it, right? And there's a group fitness environment. You find people are showing up more times than they've ever shown up to any gym in their life. Oh, yeah. You see people that are putting forth more effort than they've ever put <clears throat> forth in their life. Um, you see these these amazing qualities that are just naturally, uh, you know, they just float out of people. You don't have to pull them out. You know, just they just float right. out because of the environment, because of the way people think, um, and it and it. And your perspective helps shift people's perspective, and uh, you know I'm a strong, firm believer that perspective is a is a powerful influence in all aspects of life. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the 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 last big takeaway: um, coaching is an investment, guys. It's not an expense. When you go out and you get a coach or you join a gym that has coaching involved or has coaching as part of it. Um, I want you to shift your perspective away from looking at it as an expense. And I'm going to be completely transparent. Uh, My most recent coach that I hired um, over the summer, uh, he actually uh, reiterated this to me and he said, hey, I was like, hey, Craig, you know, I don't know that I can afford your coaching. It's just it's a little more high dollar than I was looking to do or looking to spend, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, my man, coaching is not... um, is not an expense it's an investment and then you're trading dollars for dollars right so for instance you know i pay him let's i'm just these are completely arbitrary numbers like let's say i pay him twenty dollars a month right um but if i use his expertise and i use his knowledge and um i i I time travel and then i pay him twenty dollars a month but i make 250 you know like I've taken that money, and what did what did Sharon say at the seminar? We trade dollars for dollars, right? So I gave selling them money at a discount. Selling money at a discount, right? So I go and I, you know, pay X amount of money for a, a fitness coach or a nutrition coach, but they uh, give me ten years extra on my life. 
or they helped me to lose the weight that I wanted to lose. And I could either had, you know, a weight loss surgery or that's a, the most extreme sense. But um, the whole point is, is that looking at coaching or uh, mentoring as an expense instead of uh, as an investment, you're shooting yourself in your foot because um, having a coach and just somebody to, to, to keep you on the right path, like, um, again I got two coaches right now and if I could hire 10 more I would because I love that like um, it's like I'm hooked into the matrix or I'm, like it's like I'm um, I'm plugged into a network and I can just siphon off information and I can just siphon, siphon off mindset ideas and um, uh, it just I, I feel like it's uh, it just fills my cup up right um, versus like when I didn't have coaching, I, I feel like uh, I would lose direction sometimes and I didn't have anybody that would call me out on that that had done, been there, done that before. So um, investing in a coach, I, I can't say enough. Man, I'm hundreds of hundreds of dollars per month into a coach right now and uh, uh, I'd love to think that I can hire more in the future just on any aspect, uh, fitness, uh, shoot, man. I, I would even say I probably had three coaches because uh, I think I have a, you could say I have a spiritual or like a religious coach too. Yeah. Um, all right, so do you got anything else to add? So yeah, I want to add one more thing to your list that you don't have on there and it's language, right? And um, and a lot of that goes into, you know, like, you know, I know a lot of people have read like love language books, right? Yeah. Uh, pertaining towards relationships. Well, I mean, a coach is a, is a relationship you're developing. So, um, you know, and if you asked every member here, you know, probably not to your face, they would they would they would tell you that they have a favorite coach here, and that's not usually based on uh, who's the best, who's the the worst, who's the whatever. Who related to me the most? It's who related to me, right? So that language, um, and it goes, it links right back to a lot of all of these, right? Um, when you start talking language, and uh, it's gonna Cody's taking a an Instagram photo for Selfie us. Selfie or it didn't happen. Right. So now my, my train of thoughts all over the oh, place. <laughs> but um, that language, right? So can that coach, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier and um, have they been through this? Have they been through that? Right. We all have different stories in our lives. We all have been through different things. Um, but sometimes if you can relate those things, it's just, it's, it's an amazing experience. Um, if you can, if you can remember what it was like to learn something, um, it's, and especially if y'all learn the exact same way, it's a, it's an amazing experience. Um, so, and that's one of the beauties I love about, you know, our gym is Cody talks about if he could hire 10 more coaches, he would. Um, but it's the same here, right? Like if you guys, if, you know, if we could afford to, to have a, a 20 coach staff, that's what we would have because every coach offers different things, right? Every, every person has different uh, values to bring to the table. Um, and if, and if you can, you know, if you can use that to your advantage as the athlete, you know, don't just ask Cody for something, ask, ask three coaches something and don't, you know, it's not the mom and pop thing, but take the information you get from all three of the coaches and develop your melting pot of, 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 of you, right? What works for you. Right. At our gym, they're all going to be similar, just a little different and the language might be different. You're hundred percent right. All right. So, uh, Guys, a quality coach is a person. They're not a template. They are not a website. They are not an app. They are a guide, a real person, somebody who can give you constant and never-ending and never-ending feedback, um, and then offer you value uh, and allow you, in a sense, to time travel. Um, 
towards your goal or, or whatever outcome you're looking for. So uh, that's all we got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed. Um, Phil, where can they find you at? At Big Philly B on the gram. And uh, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll let Clo- Cody, Clody. I'll let Cody <laughs> close it out. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed. You can also find me on Instagram. I am at the CF7C coach. You can also uh, search our gym at CrossFit, the number seven cities on Instagram. You can also search us on Facebook, CrossFit Seven Cities and uh, Cody Smith. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you got any feedback, be sure to give it to us. And do me a favor, share this, like this, subscribe to our podcast, go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating uh, Tell us something that you you enjoyed about the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time.